What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Blunt Mag Tattoo Podcast. I'm your host, Louie, from Free Spirit Tattoo. And before we start, just want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, badmojo.com.au. They're a family-run merchandise company based in Australia. So they do things like T-shirts, mugs, stubby holders, key rings, all that sort of stuff. So if you need anything made, head on down to badmojo.com.au and put in the code BLUNTMAG10. That's all lowercase, and they'll give you 10% off your first order. So that's awesome. In this episode, we're joined by Rocky Micah, the owner of The Art of Tattoo in Petersham, Sydney. Uh, Rocky is a practitioner of traditional Māori tomoko and is one of the most well-known and respected in Sydney for the style. Um, in the episode, we talk a lot about his culture and how it intersects with tattooing, as well as running a shop with his partner and fellow tattooer Sky, and a whole bunch more. So let's get into it. Rocky Micah from The Art of Tattoo in Sydney. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well, thank you. Man, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you've had a bit of a long day, a long drive today, so appreciate your time. No, all good, man. All good. Man, I was heaps keen to get you on because um, I know I know you personally, and I've got and I know that you have a, a really interesting story. You know, as far as tattooing goes and life as well. Um, so that's generally how we start these things. Like, you know, if you could tell us a bit about yourself, you know, your your background as far as you know your per, you know you as an artist and how you got into tattooing and that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, well, I'm, I'm born, born in New Zealand. I'm the youngest of uh, six sisters. Uh, my parents, my mother's, my family is quite artistic and creative. Uh, raised in New Zealand, in Rotorua, a big, uh, it's like a big Māori tourism type place, you know, there's the, the thermal the hot bars. Springs. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one, all the marae and all the meeting houses, that's where I'm from. Um, I grew up in that lifestyle, uh, speaking Māori with my grandmother, I, you know, kindergarten I was raised around Māori, uh, and speaking Māori with my twin sister. Uh, we left New Zealand when we were 10, and we came to Australia, which was difficult because majority of the time we spoke Māori and not English. Yeah. And then artwork, the art there, uh, you're constantly learning about art because our art is our history. And you're emerged in it, like you're immersed in it, I should say, because it's everywhere. And that's how we grow up. So coming here, I, I guess we're lucky because we had a little bit more of an insight into being Māori because we got to grow up and see that snippet of when we were younger. But Yeah, no, cool. As opposed to like, you know, a lot of a lot of Kiwis in Australia and around the world, you know, they're Kiwi by ethnicity, but they've never really had that connection with you know, with their culture like you have, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it's, um, I, I, I quite like that because with the job, I can give a sense of identity to people who don't feel connected to New Zealand anymore. Uh, and I enjoy that. I enjoy having that part because I can teach them something that I know and it lets them grow that little bit more, you know, and that, that to me is, is awesome. And that to me is a really good feeling. As an artist, that's what we want, eh, is to, grow people or help people you know 100% man and before we continue I should have done this at the start but if you were if you'd be able to just share your Instagram um, because you are you're you know primarily traditional tamoko artist yep. which I should have mentioned at the start so um, what's your Instagram so people can sort of check it out as we're talking uh, it's rookie 
Micah Tamoho. Uh yeah, it's I either answered through that one, bro. I'm not I'm not that great on social media. Uh sky's the brains behind that. Yeah. It's either that one if they don't get me there, they they just jump on the art of uh tattoo petition. And that's yeah, they're the main ones that we use. I'm I'm still not good at it, bro. Yeah, me too. I only do it because we have to. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, it's that content they want, so you, yeah. you sort of stay on top of it. But I, as and artists, we're always looking at our work like, is it fucking good enough? Like, yeah, especially like, you know, you can zoom in and you're like, oh, fuck, that line's a bit janky. I don't know if I should have put that there. And, you know, it no, takes no like one 30 seconds it. to decide, yeah. No one sees but, it because they're not as close as you are to it. And you're like, there might be one line you think is crooked. But it's it's not. It no just, one gives a shit anyway. No, because they, they don't know. It's like oh, you know, I'm I'm focusing on that on that half a percent instead of not worrying about the other, the rest of the beautiful work that's there. And oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So when so you came to Australia. Obviously, you were just a kid then, so you weren't you know doing tattooing obviously back then. But how, yeah. how did the, how did the tattooing side of things start? Uh, tattooing started. You know, actually, it is a, it's all sort of stemmed in together. Um, when I was growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I, I had no clue. I didn't have an idea what I wanted to do, but I loved, uh, I loved doing art. I loved art. I loved that you could create something, and someone would look at it and go, that's cool, man. And then it started with graffiti as well. Um, the idea of doing graffiti so that people can see that. People are looking at your artwork, you know, you're creating something that you're paying for, you're risking, you know, you're risking, you're, you're getting in trouble for, and you're doing it on train lines. And people are looking at this going, shit, and then I thought, hey, advertising, this is like advertising. So I, um, I, I, I wanted to do that, so I started, I tried for a sign writer's apprenticeship. Because I dropped out of high school, I got, yeah, got, got kicked out of that one, bro. Um, <laughs> But uh, I kept going. Uh, after the army, I, I got my uh, I got accepted for a bachelor's in visual imagery. And this is where it it all sort of started because my cousin, who was in jail, this is where tattooing started for me. He uh, he was in jail. He got out just before I went to East Timor. We caught up, having a talk about what he'd done in jail, and he he told me I, I learned how to make a boot machine. But it was made out of a fork, a CD player motor, man. And this thing, I was impressed because he made this from stuff that's free. Yeah. So we, um, he put it together. Uh, He'd done a tattoo on my arm. I still have it now. And it's, um, yeah, man, that, that was where the, I was bitten by the bug. I was bitten. And then whilst I was in East Timor for, what was it, six or seven months, six months. And then that was it. I came back and that, I, I started pursuing that. That was my... I was hungry for it, bro. I just... Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. Did, did you do, like, a traditional apprenticeship? Or did you... What was... How, how did, like, that all start? I did. I did do a... a uh, yeah, like, I, I started in a tattoo shop because I was studying Māori art at the time. But my idea was to go into a tattoo studio and learn from a tattoo artist because... I wanted to learn something different. I wanted to learn, like I was already learning a lot about the history and meeting up and coming moko artists. So I went into um, a tattoo studio and I met up with a Canadian guy. And I, I worked with him, I'd done two years with him and then I told him I've, I'm moving down to Wellington. 
So he put me in contact with another artist down in Wellington. These two guys spoke all the time. So they were happy for me to finish off time, you know, in, in the studios and to put the time in to learn how to tattoo. And yeah, it was, uh, so it was sort of doing two things at once. I was learning from tattoo artists, but also learning about Maori art, like studying at what's equivalent to a TAFE in Australia. Yeah, so this was in New Zealand, hey, yes. that, you, that you did that? Yeah, cool. Yeah, this was in New Zealand, and then when I came back here to Sydney, the first tattoo studio I had worked at was uh, Chaos, Chaos Tattoo up in Bexley, which was run by uh, Shane, you know, and then a few of the boys had worked there as well. I didn't realise a lot of them went to Bondi Inc., so after a while I went there, and that's where I caught up with a lot of these guys that I met through chaos tattoo and then it just yeah it sort of that's that was the beginning of it because yeah, i realized cool. man i've got fucking friends here that are going to help me through this that are going to help guide me um yeah because my apprenticeship bro was full like one was yeah they, they lost their they lost their drive for it you know and that's um it's a sad place to be yeah, yeah, no, I because I was hungry for it, but they they were already full. They were yeah, they they've were been over. there for years and years, jaded, and it's like oh fuck yeah, righto. Meanwhile, you're like heaps keen, I'm like man, come on. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to tell them. No, you want to do this stuff? It's fun. He's just looking at you like you're a fucking weirdo, man. Really? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm fucking over it. You know. Oh no, cool. I, I definitely want to talk a bit more about you know sort of your experiences and how you put that onto your shop that you now own. But before we do that, let's let's talk a little bit more about um you know the the moko the the the, the Maori art because there's not he- I mean I I'm not sure I, I don't come across heaps of people in Australia anyway that are doing it properly. Yeah. And when I say properly, I mean like you you know legitimately you know doing stuff that means stuff. You know this this symbol means something. That symbol means something. It tells a story and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that, I think that's really cool. And one thing that I found was really interesting, a while ago I said to you, because I always thought they looked really cool, but I was like, oh man, like I've got nothing to do with, with you know, Maori culture or, you know, New Zealand or anything like that. I feel like a bit of a dickhead if I get that sort of thing. And you said to me, no nah, man, it's not like that. You know, so what, what's your view on, you know, people getting that, that have nothing to do with the culture and, you know, that kind of thing? I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm open to that and sharing an artwork with the rest of the world because uh, you know it's the knowledge that you give to somebody I mean if you give them knowledge you know that that's it they, they're not wrong you know they might get the story wrong but at least they're trying and I, I, I have no problems with it I've I've tattooed people from all around the world and you know I'm happy to share that and I don't cheapen the experience for anybody because that's not fair that's not you know as an artist it's like a mechanic saying just because I don't fucking like you, I'm not going to put the proper spark plugs in, you know. Yeah. But that's yeah. against, that's against, yeah, as a person, it would go against my morals, like my, you know, what my ethos, what I believe. I want to build a foundation, not, you know, for my children, for my family, for my friends, and all my co workers as well. So I try to practice what I preach and share it so that we can all, all do it. But, Man, if if you can share this shit to people that goes around the world and how you know more on just how deep it goes, man, why not? It's helping our culture. It's helping our artwork, and it's helping the industry to show people that we're not we're not 
you know, we're not just someone who sits there doodling for hours. Like, we put thought and we're putting our feelings into this shit. And every artist feels that way. Well, I hope they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. With yeah, As far as Moko goes, am I saying it right? Moko? Moko. <laughs> yep. Moko. Okay, cool. Um, what? Tamoko. <laughs> yeah, well, I get that one. Tamuku. Tamuku. Yeah, what the fuck is that? No. Um, no, but are you able to walk us through sort of the process that, you know, goes into designing, you know, a, a, a piece, you know, whether it's a sleeve or, or a standalone piece? Because I'd imagine, and this is coming from a completely ignorant point of view, but I'd imagine that it would be pretty different to a normal tattoo conversa- um, consultation. You know, what do you need to find out from the person? You know, what, what how does it go? Uh, it's, it's for myself personally, uh, I always, I like to meet up with the person beforehand just to make sure there's a connection because a lot of the times i'm reading into what they're saying and what they're doing you know they will come in i do ask them to bring in a story because the designs are based that i do it they're based off their stories that they want this moko to represent um so making a connection with the person is important and like generally it's a sit down you know what are you looking at getting done they'll tell me the placement on the body. So then I'll explain to them what that part on the body means and why we have it there. And you know, and when they're giving me a story, in my head, I'm, I'm looking for extra clues or you know, little, little bit more, I'm taking more information from them just so I can apply it to the design. Because they might only say, oh look, I only want to represent yeah, uh, my my career and what I've done in that and my, for instance, I have two siblings and my parents are here or whatever it is. So I take that, but then I have to talk to them more to get a little bit more detail so that I can really put in something that ties them all together. So, and it's um, yeah. Afterwards, though, it's afterwards, and when that's all done, that's when we'll sit down and we talk about the piece. I walk them through their whole piece. Like, it's a lot of trust for them because they can't see the finished product. Yeah. Only I can. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like they look at all these lines, you know, and it's like, fuck, I hope you know what you're doing. It's like sometimes, bro, they do look at you like, okay, do you really know what you're doing? It's like, yeah, yeah, I do, bro. Uh, I think that's so cool, man. It's one of the it's one of the few ta- like styles of tattooing, anyway, as far as I know, that are truly a um, almost like a spiritual or a cultural experience. You know, it's not just a cool picture. It's not just you know uh, like some some sick shading or some sick imagery here and there. It's actually like you know it's a story and it's it's really like significant and that kind of thing. You know, I think that's so cool. And there's not much of that you know left. Yeah, it's uh. Like a lot of the islands still do it, like you know, in Tonga, Fiji, and you know, same like, and I mean, there are other places as well through the Philippines and Nepal, Burma. going everywhere, you know, bro. It's like a Bali, even hearing their stories. But I think a lot of people are forgetting that that's a key part, you know, having and putting that that important little. I don't know. It's like a. You're sort of in touch with it, you know. Like you, yeah. you sort of, you have to connect with it to do it. Like it's, um, yeah. No, I love it. I love doing it. I love meeting other artists that do that as well. You know, like it's, bro, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's pretty fucking cool. 
It is, it is. It's awesome, man. And it's definitely like, you know, you see different Moko artists out there, especially on Instagram now, you can, you know, see people from all over the world. And everyone's, you know, even though, you know, they're, they're all telling a story and they're all, you know, like, correct, let's say, as far as, you know, um, meaning, having meaning and all that sort of thing. But everyone's got their own little flavor. Like, you can definitely look at yours and be like, all right, that, that's a Rocky tattoo. Or that's, you know, that's a whoever tattoo, horse ink, you know, and you can tell that that guy's done it. You can, t you know, and I think that that's so cool. It's, there's as much artistic freedom in something that has to be culturally correct as there is, you know, in any style, really. Yeah, yeah. I, th I, I think that's really important. I don't, so I don't like to touch other people's artwork sometimes. Uh, I don't have a big understanding in other people. I, have, I always try to make sure I have a little bit, uh, just to be not... Um, insensitive to their culture or not to be disrespectful to them uh, same as Aboriginal pieces we took on a you know I I've traveled around bits of Australia just to meet up with Aboriginal artists and just to talk to them about about these things and by no means do I you know delve into the depths of you know of, of their culture either but if there's small things I have reasons that I can explain why I don't want to do it or why yeah, yeah. Only because I don't want to get them or give them something that they're going to be walking around with that's wrong. Yep. And to, to be honest, that's why that's why I don't do Maori art or any kind of Polynesian art, really. It's just because, like, there's that, like, it's, it almost seems disrespectful. You know, if someone comes to me and says, I want exactly this and this is, you know, exactly what I want, can you do it? All right, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But I'm not going to design something. You, you know what I mean? It has to, I have to know what, what I'm talking about without... For me, it seems like it's taking the piss if I'm even going to try something like that. Yeah, well, that's, how, that's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think we all do. Um, you know, you sort of have that, that little panic moment where, you know, they, they could walk around somewhere and someone's going to go, bro, you know, that means, you know, yeah. you know, that means you've done something wrong or, you know, something like that. And that yeah. stuff, yeah, I, I tend to think about that as well. And I, I have to explain that to the client and. A lot of the times I'll just put them on to somebody who does know better. I, I just, I couldn't put myself through that one, bro. No, nah, totally. Um, all right, man, let, let's talk a bit more about, about your shop and your, your situation. Like, how did you how did you start your own shop? I know you've been a shop owner for a while, and you've got a unique situation where you own your shop with your, your wife. Yes. Man, I could not think, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, I've, I've come to know Sky a little bit through social media, and she seems like an absolutely lovely lady, so I'll say that first. But man, for me, I could not think of anything worse than owning anything with my missus. <laughs> oh, it's it's uh, I'll just make sure she's not fucking here. <laughs> she's in the background, bro. There she is. No, it's um, yeah. She just needs to learn to stop being so fucking bossy afterwards. Quiet in the cheap seats. No, no, it's um. It all started off at first because we, we weren't, uh, our first studio we opened, we started it because I was unhappy at the last studio I worked at. Uh, it, they, it drained the life out of me, it took the soul out of me, man, like I didn't tattoo for six months after I left there. I went back to driving trucks and doing labouring jobs because... You know, they, they took the drive out of it for me. I was working at like a studio that was like the, the you know, the, the fast food industry. 
and that's not where my soul was with tattooing. I didn't want it. Yeah, I didn't. I, want I can get that straight away. That that's not you. Yeah, it's it's just something. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. It's just not me. I don't feel as though I'm giving anything to anybody by doing that. It feels like I was taking too much. I was taking too much, and I didn't become a tattoo artist for the money. I, 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 I became a tattoo artist so that I could stay connected to my roots and being Māori and being who I am and sharing, like I was saying, you know, my my ethos and what I, you know, want to do. I want to share that with somebody. So it was, uh, yeah, we, we opened up our first tattoo studio and, bro, it was, it was a bit of a laugh because we had, um, what did we have? We had an old boombox, an old ghetto blaster. And that was our music. That was yeah. our music there, man. And this thing was from like 1983. You know, it's got the big record player on the front. And we used to have that at the front of the studio playing. Uh, we had a feature wall in the back. And that was made from our neighbor's fence that got pulled down, man. Like, <laughs> we had no money, but we made it work slowly. And our mates would come along. And then Sky had started there. And she used to work in the mornings taking bookings whilst I was driving trucks and you know or you know like laying and like you guys were concrete. together at this point yes yeah we've yeah. always been together um, we'd always been together we started it together and then she would run the front desk I would drive trucks or whatever the job was I was doing I'd be home you know four five o'clock and then I'd go into the tattoo studio and then tattoo the bookings and then we made the decision look let's stop like let's this is just taking you know it's toll on me it's the, the, on my body so we just started doing the shop and it was um yeah the rest is history as they say with a little couple of little and big bumps through the way but yeah and that, that was in Carlton was it that one yeah yeah that one was that was yeah in Carlton um yeah and it was odd we had because the name fell under we knew we had a, a broad range of friends, so the art of tattoo falls up. Like people always like the art of what, and it's like yeah. the idea was to always be, you know, the art of Louis, the art of Sky, the yeah, art of cool. Rocky, under everyone, you know. So we didn't want to just call it Rocky's tattoos because yeah. one, that's already taken, and <laughs> two, like you know that that for me that was just a bit. Uh, vain to put my name to it like you know and something like that so we wanted something that would cover a broad range of people and be enough for that and then uh yeah now sky's tattooing after a few years of running the studio and doing the paperwork and all the heart monotonous shit that i love her for but yeah now she's tattooing and hopefully i can retire off her <laughs> <laughs> Did, did she, so she obviously started a tattoo on a fair amount later than you. Did, did you teach her or was she your, your apprentice, let's say, or how did that all happen? Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, I, I, I taught her, uh, I taught her how to tattoo because uh, she used to, she does her own artwork. She has her own style of doing things and she, she'd always be doodling and, and, and things like that. So we, uh, we just figured why not, like, why don't we work together? Why don't you learn how to tattoo? And it was... Uh, that was a really that was a testing time for us because you know there's that line when you get to work it's just like you're going to tell your wife what to do and you yeah. know like like we all would have gone through in our apprenticeships you have those days when you just have a 
shit run yeah and you know and somebody says something and you just think it's a personal thing and it's like you know that but we we got through it we got through it and we're there now so it's yeah man yeah fuck yeah so so sky's instagram for everyone at home it's the gypsy tattooer is that correct yes yes the gypsy tattooer it is that's righty if it's wrong, I'll just edit in whatever it actually is. Yeah, and make it real obvious. Yeah. So Sky's um, Instagram handle is Rocky Mica Tattoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like ro- robot voice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, nah, but she she does a lot of um, you know, floral and mandala and c- complete completely different to what you do. So that that's really cool that you're both able to, you, you know, she she's doing what she likes to do. You're doing what you what you specialize in, and it's kind of. You're in your own lane, but you're still working together. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Like it is, it is good. People do often ask, "Fuck, how do you do that, man?" It's like, well, that's probably why we work on opposite ends of the shop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I saw one cool piece that you did that was a um, it was a collab between you two. Yes, yeah. From a while ago, I think. Yeah, that was um, that was one of Sky's clients. We've we've got more that have um, we've got a few more that are waiting. So. That one was a bit difficult. That one was difficult for us to work out, but it was it was still fun. I enjoyed doing that, man, because um, look, I I learned things from Sky and her artwork, you know. But I don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we do. We I, I bounce off her and all the other guys in the studio. Like, man, that's um, well, any tattoo artist I know, or moko artist, which whatever they're doing, it's mean. You know, I would love to work with as many people as I can just to just to get an experience and live in there. Yeah, you still got to come down and tattoo with us, mate. I don't know, but <laughs> thanks to this fucking germ going around. I know. Yeah, I know. it's Army mate, getting going on. I know, and, and it gets scary because you think to yourself, what am I going to do, man? Like, you know, I, I, I can travel, but then you're scared, like, you know, what, you know, how are they going to react to it? Or what happens if it all locks down again and... You know, yeah, and everyone's got their own way of processing information and their own views and everything. Everyone's so divided yeah, that it's fine. like you don't want to step on anyone's toes, and you know, and it's kind of oh man, it's just a headache this whole time. Yeah, it's it's like a Sky and I were saying like it's awkward, you know, it's awkward now even to be around people because you know they don't know if they're being offensive, if they're being too close to you, or. You know, you, you end up doing, you know, that shuffle when you go in front of people and you're trying to move and you're just, like, doing... You're in sync. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone feels so strongly about whichever way they feel. You know, if, if, they're, if they're not into... I don't know if we'll keep this bit in. We'll see how it goes. But if, um, you know, if they're not into, like, being vaccinated, they're fully not into it. Or if they are into getting vaccinated, they're fully into it. And kind of, you know, it's like... Everyone just needs to just, like, in my opinion, just, just chill. Like, you know, we're all trying to do the right thing. No one knows what the fuck the right thing is to do. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I think... No one's trying to be a dickhead. <laughs> exactly. We just want to get outside again. We just yeah. want to... I think as human beings, we've, um, you know, when you have that taken away from you, when you can't interact with other human beings, that has a big toll on, on oh, people. Oh, fucking hey. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, vaccinated or not, like... Yeah, like I was saying, I don't know if this is right, but... Fuck, I, I thought the reason people got vaccinated was so that, they, you know, it's like, I don't know, I mean, it just doesn't add up to me, but yeah. I don't give a fuck, like, the one thing, just don't be a dickhead, man. Like, yeah, it's it. easy, bro, eh? It's, it's yeah. a simple thing, be a good guy, man, and 
just you know share your happiness with everyone else because that's what makes people happy yeah that's it man speak speaking of dickheads my friend igor works at your shop oh dickhead bro dickhead <laughs> Hey. Uh, but um, he's shout out Igor. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I have got a lot of friends that work for you, and um, the general consensus is that it's such a fun shop to work at. And from from what I see, like from social media and from you know everyone talking, it just seems like such a cool a cool vibe. So you, how did so you move from Carlton to Petersham? Petersham, yeah, yeah. We um, it used to be uh, Platinum Inc, which was owned by. Uh, Jane Stewart, yeah, yeah, Jane Stewart uh, had it, uh, and then yeah, we, we we took over the shop, and then we've just slowly been trying to build it up again. And you know, by no means are we, you know, we when we had started the shop, we started like with Carlton still going as well, and we got a lot uh, like a you know we got everything set up a lot faster than what we could. But I guess it's one of those things when you've worked many of, you know, everyone's had shit jobs. Everyone's had them. So why does a job have to be shit? You know, what makes it shit? You know, we don't know, but we just don't want that. We want people to come to work every day. You know, we want to work together. We, you know, it's not even work now. Like, that people will just turn up just to hang out, bro. Like, and that's, that's cool. the thing, like, like, tattooing is so fucking fun. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, like, unless you're at, like, in a, a, a shitty shop, you know, let's say, or you got you got a dickhead boss or some dickhead, like, colleagues or whatever, but, like, provided all that stuff is cool, it's such a fun, awesome job, and, you know, we're so lucky to, to be doing this for a living. Yeah, oh, look, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, bro, like, um, yeah, like, when Rochelle was saying, she went down with you guys, she was just like, you've got to get down there, and I'm like, bro, they got crystal clear waters. They've like, yeah. you know, the sun just seems to be warmer when you get down there and about 50 million less fucking people too. So, yep. you know, and I, how can you not enjoy that stuff? Like, how can you not enjoy being around? Like, you can meet up with tattoo artists anywhere. And as soon as you talk, bang, that's a connection. That's, yep. uh, you're just going to get along, you know, it's like, or talk, or you're going to find one of the artists who you get along with. But it's, um, yeah, I'd love to work in lots of places, man. And just to see because the people around those areas reflect, you know, and the artwork as well. It all reflects yep. because the lifestyle you choose, I think, you know, and the way you do it, it sort of reflects in your artwork and you see it on the people because, I don't know, certain areas pull up certain people. Yeah, Does that make uh, sense? I, I feel you, and I, I get what you're saying. It's like you know, like say like for music, you know, if you're relating it to music, like gangster rap is only going to be authentic and gangster if it's from that sort of area. Yeah, you know, you know, you're not going to get some like little rich kid that's grown up in the suburbs that's like really going to be able to convey that proper gangster rap. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah wearing you know? a do rag doesn't make you tough, bro. Yeah, exactly. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you know, the the art is a result of the, the the artists which are a result of the surroundings yeah yeah I believe that like you know a, a lot I believe in that a lot and I love like even at our job bro like each every artist does something different and that's what I love is because we've watched these guys grow up and then bro seeing their artwork change it's like I'm learning things from them well I don't call it learning I steal things from them 
Don't learn anything from Igor, fuck. Oh, no, fuck no, man. <laughs> fuck no, man. He'll, I'll be going four steps back. No, But, you know, watching them do their artwork, and you sort of wonder, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you come up with that? And you yep. feel comfortable enough to ask them, and, you know, they'll share that with you. And it's like, man, that is... Um, it's an unreal thing to see different bits of artwork created every day, and it's always something different. But if it's not, they get uh, they get they'll get pretty bored pretty quickly, yeah. man. You know. Yeah. And it is. It's like you know. I was just making a lot of jokes about Igor. He's actually a really good friend of mine. Shout, shout him out, Igor.dion. Everyone check him out on, on Instagram. Instagram. Um. So we we sort of let's say apprenticed at the same shop, you know. And as we were as we were sort of getting into it, you know, I'd be looking at Igor and be like how the fuck, like, how did you even see that that way? Like, you know, and definitely picking up, you know, bits and pieces off him. You know, I'm sure he learnt a lot more off me than I did off him. But, uh... Oh, definitely, bro, for sure. <laughs> now, um, as far as, man, as, as far as, like, conventions and stuff go, what's your what's your view on them? Do you Have you done them? Do you do them? Yeah, I, I've done them. Um, for myself personally, I, I, I find them hard. Uh, I've, like, I... I don't like being in big clusters of people, you know, like I've, I, I find it difficult to sit there the whole time and then um, I get a bit anxious when there's a lot of people like that because I feel as though I'm letting them down because I can't just stop a tattoo and talk to them, you know, yeah. whereas I can't give them full attention and that's, that's sort of unfair, you know, so I'm sitting there doing artwork and I don't want to stop so I, t I have to turn my back on them. But I'm not being rude. I'm just trying to focus on the piece that I'm doing. Yeah, you're either dogging the crowd or you're dogging your client. It's like, oh shit. Weigh it up, yeah. Like yeah. if if you can go there and just sit there and talk all day, but then they want to see the tattoos, they want yeah. to see the moko, they want to see something like that, and that is that is sometimes hard to do. I I think after this thing, bro, I'd I'd be more than happy to go, you know, just to be around that again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But we do, we do do them, we go to them, and it's, uh, I think it's really important because, like some would say, if you're not a people person, then change your fucking job, man. But yeah. I am a people's person, but it's just that crowd, and then the buzz, the excitement that's around there. Like, that is, um, that's next level shit, bro. Like, that is, um, yeah. I love being around there because of all the artists that are there, and seeing them, but it's like a... A full-on like fucking what it's nearly a 14-hour day of sitting there and just people bang in and out but yeah, the other guys go but I, I sort of have to pick my time every now and then when I go and yeah I, yeah I, I do love them bro I, they're important those things are really important to get people's names out and to help you grow and grow as an industry and all that sort of stuff yeah promote the industry yeah that's well I think that's what's really good about it is because it helps it lets every artist put their name out to more clients than anything. And it's it's really good to go. But maybe just as I'm getting older, bro, I'm turning into that old grumpy tattoo artist like, I don't want to go, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. What? There's more than 200 people? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was kind of, because I was talking to um one of the previous guests that we had on and just getting everyone like everyone's different views on you know how they approach and how they view conventions because I said to him like my view was like you know because I've actually never done a convention you know I've been to pretty much every convention in the last five plus years as a spectator but never actually done it 
and you know we were, we were slotted in to do the Sydney one yep. um, but then it just keeps getting postponed 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 there hasn't been a convention for probably two years now yeah, but, but my view was that you know, it was, it was almost the pinnacle of tattooing, you know? So it was like, you know, if you're a rock band, you want to play the big day out. If you're a tattooist, you want to, well, you know, whatever festival. If you're a tattooist, you want to do, you know, the Australian convention or, or that kind of thing. And then, and he laughed at me. He's like, bro, it's so not like that. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's really not. We thought yeah. that. When we went to our first one, Louis, bro, we, we took our whole fucking studio. We took the tattoo beds, we took the guitars, we took the plants, we took everything, the printers and everything. We set it up. Look, it was it was amazing. It was fun. But then we were like, next year, we're just taking one fucking trolley, the tattoo machines, keep it simple, you know, like, and just, it's, it's really, um, it's a great way of networking, bro. Like, that is, that is the key thing about it. That's if you can get in to, to talk to them. You know, because a lot of the times they're busy as well. And when you're finished, like, you know, you, you finish up your night at like eight, nine o'clock at night. And then you're sort of, by the time you're all walking out, you're all zonked, man. You're, everyone yeah. is tired. So you just have a couple of beers and all you want to do is go to sleep. But yeah, you, you do find that time and you should, you should definitely try it, do it because it's, um, it's like taking a busy fucking day at your studio and then being prepared for your clients if you're prepared for it bro you, you will absolutely love it you will kill it because there's no stress but yeah it's uh i think sky was gonna go do one but i'll let her yeah. go and tell me about it yeah yeah <laughs> i will i mean fingers crossed we see you at the next one i don't know like like cool because yeah like i said we were booked in for that one in march i think last year or the year i don't even know what fucking year it is but yeah. like you know, and it kept getting postponed and postponed. But we've still, we've paid for the booth and everything, like, ready to go. Like, now there's all sorts of politics going on with, like, the guy that owns it and all that sort of shit. So, I don't, don't know, like, half the people are boycotting it and all that sort of thing. I still want to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you should, bro. Like, because it's, it's sort of nothing... Um, yeah, when you get in there, bro, and you know what, what I loved about it most was there were a lot of big-name tattoo artists that were there. And these guys were talking to us. Fucking nicest people ever, hey? I know, like, you yeah. sort of watch this Instagram, like, their lives on Instagram and, and all, the, all the other social media platforms, and when you're talking to, like, you sort of look at them like, he looks like an intimidating fucker, you know? But then he's just walking around and he's like, hey, how's it, bro, just checking out your work, you know? And then they'll just have a yetta. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking great. It's like a... It shows how tight how little industry is and the community is and how strong, it, you know? You sort of want you want it to grow, and it's, bro, it's it's a monster that is growing. It is moving, uh, absolutely, yeah, and it's moving at pace. But the good thing is, I think, with people like you, like with yourself, Louis, bro, doing things like this, this helps. Um, as the monster's moving, it's building strong foundations to people to really see, like shit, you know. And I see the other tattoo artists doing this stuff as well, bro. This is um, this is good because it helps the community see. You know who aren't artists know that, bro. We, you know, we are we are clowns. We are dickheads just like you. We like to laugh. We like to fucking joke around like anybody, bro. So, and man, that's exactly why I wanted to do it as well. You know, like I, I feel like tattooing. You know, and I haven't been doing it for that long. Um, but I feel like tattooing has such a a bad rap, and that's definitely changing. But you know, yeah. it's definitely one of those industries where, you know, like. If you don't know anything about it, you just assume that tattooists are a certain kind of person. Yep. And everyone has just completely blown that out of the water and has just proven it not to be true at all. And, 
you know, as far as as far as you know, the, let's say the superstar tattooers or like the really really big name tattooers with with a million Instagram followers and all that, I hit a bunch of them up, um, you know, to come on here and just just like thinking that they wouldn't even respond, but like most of them said yes, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, like just just normal people, you know, and it's just yeah. so cool, like you know, everyone's out to to improve the industry, you know, shed a bit of light on what we actually do, yeah, all that sort of thing, so. Yeah, that's for, cool. You forget that, eh? Like, even even I do myself. Like, I've uh, a lot of the artists that I've met, you know, and I, I, I sort of I sort of forget that that we are all we're, we're all artists in the end, like at the end we are all artists and man, like we're approachable people. Every fucking every single I've never. Well, I better think about that before I say that one, right? No, I, I haven't really had much of a falling out with any artists because, man, it's like. We're all just people, and that's yeah. yeah. Fuck. Oh man, like you seem so easygoing and laid back. If any, if you're gonna have a falling out with anyone, like it's quite apparent that the problem is with them. Yeah. From what <laughs> I can <laughs> gather, anyway. Oh shucks, bro. <laughs> oh shucks, mate. Oh, oh cool, man. Cool. Um, man, I, I feel like I've kept you for ages. Um, just because we've been like, it's, it's just been flowing. It's just been awesome. Um, before we do wrap up, is there um, h- how do people book with you? I mean, I know that like you know. As today goes, we're sort of coming towards the end of the lockdown, and I'm sure books are all over the place. But what's what's the process? How do people sort of look you up, get in contact? What's the best way? Uh, Not just for you, but also for, for anyone in your shop as well. Uh, the the studio, man. Like the studio, calling the studio, it'll cover most people. I mean, our website, you know, theartof.com.au, bro. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Generally, we try to answer people as quick as we can but because it's just sky and i um if it's the shop one we do get a hold of them bro but yeah the shop i would give you the number but i don't know it i don't ring it yeah <laughs> just google it <laughs> yeah, yeah uncle google knows everything bro <laughs> he's learning it all but um one last thing man but that i just remembered that i might even splice back till you know earlier on in the conversation if i can be asked in the edit but we were sp- speaking a bit about you know uh, like apprenticeships and that sort of thing and also you know when you were in a shop and it just wasn't what you were looking for and you know how, how you sort of took that and passed that on to you know people at your shop i know that you've got is it, is it one or two apprentices now at your shop uh what are we one. one we've got one. one now yeah 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 well what what's an apprenticeship like at your shop how does how does that work what what's kind of the process where's she at she yeah she she am yeah. am dizzle amber <laughs> Amber, bro, she's, um, well, it was hard because she started when this whole pandemic had, had just, just oh, before true. it started. So true. when she had come in, we were just at a stage of just watching what what's involved and explaining to her how the studio runs, you know, and then how the studio runs and what's expected of her, you know, in, in, an, in an industry where... You know, all of the stuff we know and we, we've been taught and this information we have. And I was like, we're trying to teach her. Well, well, how, you know, how we teach them is, why the fuck would we give you something that's taken us years to refine and learn? And, you know, and how are you going to fucking prove that you're going to stay in this industry and do the right thing? Like, you know, yeah, it's cool to sort of, that Miami Inc and, Bondi Inc. bullshit, sh- you know, those shows and stuff with they, that glamour of life and it's like, man, there is like all the important stuff like looking after the customers when they come in the doors and 
making sure that they feel clean and you know and comfortable in your studio and we want to see if they can do that with clients and if they're going to turn up on on nights when they go out bro those are big testers for them yeah yeah when you got work on like saturday or sunday morning it's like all right let's see how you turn up the next day yeah like, it's fine fine for you to go party go do all that shit but turn up to work, man, and fucking, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's when the test is. Yeah, 150% when you're hungover, man, you have to because you're not functioning completely. But if you turn up, that's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> but I guess the process is, I don't know, it's hard to explain because every person is different. Some have, you know, some have 60% of something and we've just got to mould that 40%. And then some have 80% of something that we don't like, but that 20% they have is enough for you to know they're a good person. And it's yeah. like, you, you're always constantly molding and changing it. But I think as long as they respect the artwork and they respect the clients, because they're the, that's the stuff that helps us, man. That's the stuff that helps any shop or in this industry, you know, they're the most important keys. Like, is that, that kind of stuff is the stuff that you don't see. Like the tattoo that walks out, man, that is, that's cool. Like that is, but it's all the other little stuff in the background, you know, that what are they going to do? Do they have to be told every day? You know, do they write the shit down? I don't know. It's like, I could fucking go on and on about this stuff, bro. Like, yeah, man. Well, that, I mean, that speaks to the longevity of your shop and why, why you guys have been around and killing it for so long in Sydney, you know, really established your, your, your shop as, you know, a heavyweight shop in, in Sydney, in my opinion, oh, you know, and that, thanks, that's bro. so cool to hear the, the inside of, you know, what, what they're, what they're being taught and, you know, the mindset and all that sort of stuff. So that's awesome. Uh, thanks, bro. Thank you. Yeah. That's all Sky, uh, not me. I'm just, uh, the, I'm just the face <laughs> to this thing, bro. <laughs> just the looks. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I've got everything written down, really. <laughs> yeah. No, but as far as apprenticeships go, I think it was so funny. Um, Rochelle was telling me that because she started at the same time as Breeden, um, and yeah, and she, it was she was under the impression that you were only going to keep one of them. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so she, at the time, so she was like, "Oh, I'm going to beat this guy." Hey, no, this is yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, this ain't fucking Survivor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, it's time for you to leave. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the tribe has spoken. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was like, fuck. No, nah, we never would never do that. It was uh, um, yeah. We just see them, bro. I don't know what it is. Like those guys have just grown so much, eh? Yeah. And I love that, man. I love seeing that. And you forget just how much they have put in, and you've put it, you've invested in them, and it's like, it's amazing to see. And it's, it's always a sad thing when you know they're gonna leave. It's like, yeah. you know, because they're like, I want to go somewhere else, and it's like, sweet, man. Like that's all good, you know. Go. Um, but we want to make sure. I've always told them this is. You're going to go out there and you're going to grow your name. People are going to ask, where did you learn? So, and I want, you know, I want them to know that you fucking learned well from whoever it is. Yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. you learned from, man. Like, that is, I think that's important. We get a lot of people who come in asking, you know, and it's like, man, you got to prove yourself to us or to this industry first before, you know, just thinking you're going to just get it. Like, yeah, I think... That's so cool and so admirable from a boss that's able to be like, you know, not not dirty that that people are gonna leave, yeah. you know, um, because yeah, fuck, it must be so shit when you're just like, I've you know spent years and years like 
training and investing time into this person or that person. And it's like, all right, different shop now. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what? Yeah. But, but, like, you know, I guess in a way it's, like, almost human nature for for people to want to expand their horizons and, yeah. you know, fuck, why is the tattoo industry any different, you know? But, fuck, good, good on you for not being that way, you know? And I know a lot of bosses make it really hard for people to leave. Uh, it's, a, it's a nomadic thing, you know? Like, what we do, bro, is... Um... You, you know, you can take your artwork anywhere. So the good thing is, is that I'd like you to know that next time you're in Sydney, fuck, by all means, hit me up, bro. Come in, you know? Okay, like, definitely, definitely. And anyone who leaves, it's like, I try not to leave on bad terms, you know? I still want to talk to them, so I always do, and just tell them, you've always got a seat here, man. Like, yeah. for me, it's, you know, it's about that way. This is, because we work so much, if I can catch up with my friends in the studio... Why the fuck not? Like, yeah, and then you know, when, whenever they're, you know, wherever they are, and someone's like, "Oh, I want to get some some mocha, or I want to get this, or you know, Mandal, whatever," they're like, "Yeah, go go to, go to go to Rocky, go to Sky, go to you know," and it kind of builds that family, I guess. Yeah, it does, man. It does, and that's what I love about this industry is that it is we're we're a family. Like it's a, uh, you know, and it, it's so small because you always know someone who knows somebody. And bro, I, I think it's important that, that we all teach each other this and the importance of caring for each other. It sounds like, that's fucking important, I think. Oh, absolutely. Now, you're a fucking legend, man. Like, you just seem like you'd be such a good boss to work for. <laughs> and, oh, man, good on you. Good no, on you. Fuck, thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm not. It's like, off of the camera. <laughs> it's all just pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When this drops, this is just a fucking drop sheet, bro. It? It'll all drop down and back in my dungeon. <laughs> nah. oh man but man thank you so much for joining us hey i really appreciate your time like i said i know you've had a long drive today you know so you're probably like, fucking tired so no, i appreciate you getting on and, and having this chat with us i think a lot of people will get heaps out of this episode you know and a really good insight into kind of not not just you personally but also the you know the process of of you know moko tattooing and a bit of an insight into that. So, man, thank you. No, all good, brother. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Oh, my pleasure, man. Yep.